0: Hey, welcome to Vine Church Fort Myers podcast. We are glad that you took time to listen. We pray that the message of grace empowers you today. Why the miracle of multiplication has to do with signs and wonders. Because in all the Bible accounts about the multiplication miracle, it's followed by the story of Jesus Walking over the water. What I need to explain to you is that when we perceive the multiplication of God in our lives, we will be able to experience signs and wonders. Mark chapter 6, verse 49 says, But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought he was a ghost. We all remember this story. Jesus is walking over the water. And they cried out, verse 50, For they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased, and they were utterly astounded. 52, for they did not understand. Pay attention, why the disciples In the middle of that storm, in the middle of that trial they were facing, in the middle of that circumstances. Even when Jesus was walking over the very trials that were trying to drown them down, they were still astounded, terrified, afraid. Why? Verse 52 explains. Because their hearts were hardened, because they did not understand about the loaves. The New Living Translation says, For they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves. That's why their hearts were too hard to take it in. Some of you guys need to remember. Remember 2020 as a year that God supplied you, took care of you. Never forget 2020. I will never forget, Pastor. No, but not in the bad sense. But remember the miracles. Remember the provision of God. Yes, a lot of people got sick. But look at you. You are here, health and sound. Yeah, that is true. A lot of people struggle financially. But look at you. You are here being generous in the house of God. Here is the reason why so many does not endure in the day of the storm, in the darkest night, in the fourth Time of the night, between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., when Jesus was walking over the water, instead of seeing provision, security, help, they were looking and seeing a ghost. They were thinking that Jesus would come and kill them, or they were going to all die. But if their hearts were meditating, reminding on, remembering on the multiplication, they will be able to endure that storm. When we say You should believe in the financial supply from God. It is not about greed upon your finances. It is because we know that this experience will help you to experience greater miracles. To be more precise, to experience signs and wonders. One of the liberal approaches on the multiplication miracle is that the boy that gave the bread and the fish stir up generosity in the multitude there was no actual actually actual multiplication of the elements what happened was a commotion between the whole crowd since the little boy gave his lunchbox to jesus and now everybody was moved and started to share and they found out that they had more than enough i don't believe this story even though it's beautiful and poetic but that's The problem sometimes about the miracles. Miracles are questioned by unbelievers. It was a matter of chance. It was just a coincidence. It was just an accident. That connection was luck in his life. Unfortunately, some miracles, they don't create faith. However, if we see the touch of God in our lives, if we have our eyes open for the favor of God in 2020, God will lead us not into more miracles, but into signs and wonders. Amen. Nobody questions the sign and the wonder of Jesus Christ walking over the water. And when he invites you, as Peter was invited, to walk over the water, nobody going to question. That is definitely the hand of God. Why are you enduring why are you able to walk over the trials, the tribulations, the lack? Why everybody is struggling, but you seem walking over the water? It might be God. That will be your testimony. People are going to look at you and they will not doubt that your God, Second Corinthians verse, uh, chapter 9, verse 8, your God is able to make all grace abound to you. So that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. A good amen in the house, please. Come on, somebody. That's what you will experience in 2021. Signs and wonders. Did you receive anything right now? Close your eyes, bow your heads. Holy Spirit, we understand we are stepping into a special prophetic ear. As more than ever, we can see prophetic signs. A clear alignment of circumstances for your return. You have urgency. Urgency for your church to grow, thrive, advance in God's speed. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that our church Vine Fort Myers... Have the eyes open to see the miracles you already did in 2020, but now you are preparing us for signs and wonders. Greater things are in store for us. Who believe? We believe. And today, God, I want to speak faith in the hearts of my brothers and sisters. Let 2021 be a year where my brothers and sisters practice the discipline of always... Speaking faith in Jesus' name. Once again, say Amen and Amen. This is my word for you today. As much as God wants to make your ear a ear of signs and wonders, our part is to sow the seeds. Like we are challenging you through your first fruit offering, through your tithes and generosity, but your words are also powerful seeds say my words words. are powerful seeds seeds. look chapter 8 verse 11 one of the most known parables of jesus and maybe you don't understand that because uh, if you look at the dictionary about the definition of a parable they're going to define parable as a figure of speech as something to illustrate and explain a small story but biblically speaking, parables were given by Jesus to not explain. What do you mean about that, Pastor? Yes, Jesus used parables to make the wise, the religious leaders, the scholars and his scribes confused. But at a side in a small group setting, in a live group setting, Jesus will bring the explanation of the parables. And one of the most important parables, even to understand all other parables, is the parable of the sower sowing seeds, scattering seeds. In the version of the Gospel of Luke, Jesus say, said, Luke chapter 8, verse 11, now the parable is this. He's explaining, the seed is the word of God. So the first type of seed I want to touch today is about your words. We don't preach the prosperity gospel here in our church, but certainly the gospel is not negative. The gospel is encouraging, is positive. The words of the gospel, even when it is about trials or persecutions, Always encourage when Jesus said, when you lose your family because of my name, when people slander and lie about you, don't worry. Even in this life, you might receive a hundredfold of mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters, comma, with persecutions. In other words, even when Jesus brings the reality of persecution, he encourages us. We don't have any power in ourselves but like we just said when we repeat when we resound the word of god is a powerful seed the word of god has power proverbs chapter 12 verse 14 says from the fruit of his mouth a man is satisfied with good what you say will determine what you will be or where you will be Or what you will be in five years ahead. And the work of man's hand comes back to him. Proverbs 13 verse 2. From the fruit of his mouth a man eats what is good. But the desires of the treacherous is for violence. You sow seeds through your words. Another verse in Proverbs 18. From the fruit of the man's mouth. His stomach is satisfied. He's satisfied by the yield of his lips. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Everybody says death and life. life. You can choose. You can choose what kind of ear you're going to have based on the words you're going to release right now. In this beginning of the year, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. What are the words you are saying about yourself? What are the proclamations are you bringing over your children? What kind of words are you declaring for your business, for your family? Believe me, you are reaping right now what you had sown five years ago, and you will reap in five years ahead what you're sowing right now. On a sad day, definitely just go and cry. On a depressing moment, please ask for help. We're here to help. Are you hurting? There is no problem for you to have tears on your face. I know this by experience. And that's why in 2016, I, after having my little one going to heaven earlier, I cry I was depressed, I was lost, and I found this amazing book that is so simple to find in the Bible. Just open the very middle of your Bible, and you're going to find these 150 Psalms leading you to pray. And it's amazing because most Psalms, it starts with crying and unfairness feeling. They just ask for justice, for God's intervention. They ask for God's touch on earth because everything seems unfair and wrong but at the end of every single song there is a praise there is a rise of there's a shout of praise and worship to god the god that is always present though our redeemer is still live psalm 23 verse 6 5 and 6 you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil my cup overflows Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know when these verses came? After the valley of the shadow of death. So the psalmist have no problem to say, I am facing a terrible moment. But at the end of the psalm, at the end of your crying, at the end of your request for help, believe that your Redeemer lives. Shout praises of victory because at the cross, 2000 years ago, he already declared it is finished. So decide this year to always bless. Just no, no matter what is the circumstance, no matter who is the person, your mouth will be a spring of blessings. We're gonna be a, a, a source of blessings. All the time, but this should include yourself. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, the apostle says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Now, the, the expression corrupting talk in Greek means sapras sapras is the word which means rotten putrefied worthless bad corrupted no longer fit for use yesterday driving at 90 miles per hour in my beautiful white motorcycle and i'm not gonna say where because you're gonna say pastor you couldn't do that Half mile before and half mile after a carcass in the middle of the road, I could smell the rotten, terrible, putrefied smell. Unfortunately, there are words that create the same atmosphere. When we release that kind of curse, comparison, that kind of slandering, that kind of corrupting talk that does not Feet anymore for use oh things are gonna go from bad to worse if 2020 was like that imagine now the the new strains of virus that is are coming up why are you gonna say such thing everybody's speaking that they don't need another news press to proclaim that just it's better to keep your mouth shut in this case bless build up encourage all the time but the blessing should include you as well again it's not a matter of positive positivism it is a matter of faith it's a matter to abide in the word of god just repeat the word of god that is always positive. positive second corinthians chapter one for all the promises of god find their yes in christ in him That is why it is through him that we utter back our amen to God for his glory. What you have to say is just amen to the word of God. You don't need to be creative. Just again, resound, repeat what is written. We just learn that the word of God is a powerful seed. Now We know that we constantly listen to ourselves. You probably believe in yourself more than anybody else. You speak a lot of words in your mind constantly all day long. And the instruction of the Bible in Ephesians is not only for those that listen to us outside, but also to yourself. So speak what the word of God says. I love the song we sing. Because I want to be everything God called me to be. I don't want to be more or greater or richer or more handsome than what I saw in social media. I just want to be everything that God called me to be. And I know that I'm called to be a blessed father. I am called to be a blessed pastor. I am called to have the favor of God crown me in every leadership endeavor. I know the word of God upon me and the thoughts of God upon my life is good thoughts. The word of God is a powerful seed. It is not about me. It's not about my works. It is about the finished work at the cross. Psalm 91 verse 7. A thousand may fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. But it will not come near you. That's the word for me. Again, I'm not wishing people getting sick. I don't, I don't want people getting hurt. But I know one thing. The word upon me as his beloved child is that his hand guards me, protects me. Many may have losses and deficits, but the Lord is guarding me in all my ways. And even if I may be thrown in the furnace like Daniel's friends, even there in the heat of the fire i will not burn but you know what in case i lose something i know one thing everything works together for my good what i'm trying to do here is simply to proclaim the word of god upon every single circumstance i want to bless myself not with positive positivism but with the word of god that has power to change my circumstances Pastor, don't you think you are a little pretentious here? It doesn't have to do with me. I am a child but a very good father. That he decided to bless me more than I can even ask. Pastor Atulio read for us this text saying that more than we can ever ask. Imagine God has already prepared for us. So you are thinking that God is uh, stingy. And holding on the blessings that in the storage of heaven there are some kind of limit for what you can ask. No, my friend, your Father is Almighty God. He can bring things into existence from nothing, He doesn't need a storage. You can ask and believe, and the Bible says that our faith will substantialize. You're gonna turn into existence what God desires for us before we even ask. James chapter 3 verse 4. I cannot emphasize more. But pay attention what do you say. What comes out of your mouth in 2021. Look at the sheep also. Though they are so large. And are driven by strong winds, They are guided by a very small rudder. Wherever the wheel of the pilot directs. Now I, I, I got this verse here because... Like I'm saying, I, I'm, not, I'm not pretending that in this year we will not face tribulation, trials. Actually, in order to really recognize signs and wonders, you have to feel the wind, my friend. You have to be threatened by the roar of the waves, just like the disciples in the small boat. But the text clearly says it is not enough. Just to believe in the multiplication, you have to use your right words. What comes out of your mouth may make you endure the strong winds against you this year. Verse 5. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. Your words lead you to where? You're heading. So the only thing you have to do is proclaim. Is to say what God called you to be. It's just agree. Constantly agree and proclaim the word of God in your life. There's this minor prophet in the Bible. Joel. He speaks about the previous experience in captivity in Babylon. And now he's declaring there is coming a war in the coming age. When Christ, the messianic figure, will bring his kingdom, there will be a major war. And in this war, he's calling out even the weak, even the weak as is strong. Joel chapter 3 verse 10. Beat your blow into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am a warrior. King James Version says, let the weak say, I am strong. I'm not feeling. Actually, I'm feeling weak. I cannot see myself. Actually, I see me very limited. However, even what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling will not determine what I'm going to say. I will say, I am a warrior. I am strong. What comes to your mind doesn't need necessarily to lead your mouth. You actually lead your mind with your mouth. Let me prove that to you with the call of Jeremiah. Jeremiah is an example for us all. The call of Jeremiah is our call as well. Jeremiah, a very young prophet, but he wrote two important books in the Old Testament. (laughs) And he became a major prophet. And as a major prophet, he had a calling not only to prophesy to a specific uh, group of people. Uh, For example, to the uh, Nineveh uh, city or to a specific Samaria city. No, as a major prophet, Jeremiah had this amazing calling to prophesy to the nations. And in his calling, the Bible says, "Verse one, chapter 1, verse 4. Now the word of God came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said... Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. Verse 7. But the Lord said to me, Do not say. Can you say this to your brother? Say, Do not say. If you're going to say what Jeremiah just said, it's better you do not say. The Lord is saying, Do not say, I am only a youth, I'm limited. I have no English, I have no resources, I have no conditions, I I don't have this this, uh, uh, personality, I'm not this outgoing person, I'm just timid and introspective, I am just a youth, don't say it. I'm only youth, for to all to whom I send you, you shall go, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Now pay attention. You shall speak the word of God again. It doesn't have nothing to do with your own words. It's the words of God in your mouth? Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you. Declares the Lord, verse nine. Then the Lord put out His hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to him, to me, to me behold, I put my words in your mouth say thank you jesus the lord already put his word in your mouth you are what god says you are so speak what the lord says the more you have from the lord the more will be given to you the lord will touch your mouth to speak his words And you will see his seeds bearing much, much fruit. As you speak, God is going to bring prosperity, riches, possibilities, connections. Now pay attention. When I say that, people immediately say, here it comes again. The prosperity message. It's because you think that prosperity is only a matter of money. But what is the use of money if you don't have riches in your words? I talk with people that they have money and just that. So they are so poor. I want to have the very word of God in my mouth. Every time I speak, every time I gather people around me, I want to have the riches of God to share. I was for a while in vacation with my family. I was just eager to join uh, you guys here back. And uh, we were together as a family in a Christmas meeting. And I was just eager to share the word of God. But so sad it is when I meet brothers and sisters that when we talk about it, Uh, Anything, they are just empty. They are just poor, miserable without the revelation of God. I want to have riches in what to say every time, all the time. We all have bad thoughts, sudden feelings. They come and go. Thoughts might come, but they don't need to turn all of them into words. As C.S. Lewis once says, the birds can fly my mind, but they don't need to make a nest. Sometimes the best thing we can do is simply keep our mouth shut. You guys remember the story? Elizabeth is pregnant in old age of John the Baptist. His father, the husband of Elizabeth, the father of John the Baptist, Zechariah, a priest, received... A message from Gabriel. I imagine you meeting out Gabriel at the corner today. You're going to just like immediately take a self and post, my friend. You had no problem with that. But Zechariah doubted. And the Bible says that the angel answered, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I was sent to speak to you and to bring you good news. But now you're limiting me. Now you are just an unbeliever, Zechariah. Verse 20. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place. Because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. Some people should have this encounter with Gabriel. Just to keep their mouth shut until the miracle happened. If you're not going to say good thing to bring forth, to bring it to pass the miracle, it's better to be quiet. You don't stay quiet for long, though. Because we need to speak the word of God. When I say that you should be quiet, I'm not not encouraging the introspected person in the house that is already very quiet. And now he's going to be just a tomb. No. Because remember that one day... The serpent spoke, and when Adam needed to speak back, he was silent, and we all ended up here. So it is important to speak, but speak with faith, with courage, knowing and affirming the word of God upon you and your family. Say a good amen in the house. Now, the more it is given to us, more we practice, more we speak, more will be given. Matthew chapter 13 verse 11 and he answered to them to you it is has been to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven by the way this this uh, portion in the scripture here is right before Jesus explaining the parable of the sower in the book of Matthew so Matthew, Mark, and and, and Luke. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They have pretty much the same storyline. And in this block of verses here, Jesus is explaining why he speaks in parables. To you, it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. But to them, it has not been given. For to the one who has, more will be given. And he... Will have in abundance, but from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. When I say this, is that I know you probably learned this message I'm preaching. I'm not preaching a new revelation for you, you heard this message before. But the question is, are you practicing? Yesterday, I dare to. Go back to my rollerblades. And I found out again the muscles in my leg that I thought I never had before. Because they are very painful right now. The problem of not practicing some exercises is that you might lose some moves. I am graduated as a physicist. I probably lost most of my knowledge as a scientist now. Because I don't practice much. I will never stop to lead my life group because I know the more I have, more will be given to me and I will have in abundance. Some leaders need to remember, they are called to be leaders and they need to come back to their leadership now, this year. Because if you have not, you'll be taken from you. But you are called as a leader. You are called as a man and a woman of God to stand and proclaim to the nations as a prophet. The more you have, more will be given to you. You don't practice even what you learned in the past. It is taken from you. Your words have to be always affirming, agreeing with the word of God. Practice this spiritual discipline again. Remember. Spiritual warfare, spiritual war. Ultimately, it's all about words. We all remember the story of David and Goliath. The whole battle was Goliath challenging the armies of Israel for 40 days. He threatened them, he cursed them, he just mocked on them. Nobody said a word. Saul and all the soldiers were quiet and afraid. Until a small shepherd listened to the threatens. And he came to the battlefield. And if you remember the whole story, I don't have time to do that. In 1 Samuel chapter 17 from verse 43 until verse 47. You see that Goliath starts to speak again. He's mocking, threatening words once again. But before he even finished the statement, we have about six or five verses only of David. Replying back with words of faith. In the end of the day, he defeated the giant more with the words of faith than his small stone that beat him up. We need to stand with the word of God. If you remember the whole story, before he stepped into the battlefield, his brother Eliab tried to discourage David. Because in the end of the day, his spiritual warfare is a matter of Words, usually those that has the most powerful way to discourage us are our siblings, our families. Sometimes the best we can do is just like David, ignore our Eliabs, Just put them aside because I'm heading to defeat a giant. I cannot be hindered by anyone, any discouraging words. Matthew chapter 9 verse 21. For she said to herself... After 12 years with a blood problem, with this terrible disease, unable to have relationship with anyone, this woman said to herself first, if I only touch Jesus' garments, I will be made well. Verse 22, Jesus turned and seeing her. He said, take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly, the woman that suffered for 12 years of a sickness that prevented her for a normal life, now were made well. Sometimes, we don't need to say to nobody else. You don't need to post in your social media. You don't need to talk to your neighbors. Unfortunately, sometimes it's better don't talk with your parents or even with your spouse Sometimes it's better for you just to speak to yourself. I will touch him and I will be healed. I will touch him and the favor of God will reach out to me. I will touch him and I will see signs and wonders. Let me ask you to stand up this morning. Ahead. More things to share, but probably I don't have time. definitely don't have a time Uh, we're gonna continue next week are you guys ready literally like I, I I need I need more time but maybe it's because the Lord wants us to create the habit let me extend more on this teaching let me press on and challenge you even more on the aspect of speaking right in 2021 in order to defeat your giants in order to receive your healing in order to experience signs and wonders let me close this message as usual before we step into the Lord's Supper moment giving an opportunity for those that are wondering about Jesus is this really something real What is powerful about our words is that our words can define even our eternal destiny. You all know this passage in the Bible, Romans chapter 10, that says, For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in Him will not be put to shame. There is no distinction. Religious or unreligious. Believer or unbeliever. Scholar or a layperson. For the same Lord is Lord of all. Yeah. bestowing His riches on all who call on Him. Everyone who opens His mouth and and calls on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. Everybody close your eyes. Help me out in this prayer that might change the eternal destiny of so many. They might be watching us, maybe listening to us later on. Just repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth. I need a Savior. I need a Savior. I need, you. I need you. I open my heart. I open my heart. Receive, you. Receive you as my Lord. As my Lord. Today, Today. I, am I am saved. Not by my words, by my words. But, by yes. Yes. but by your salvation. I confess with yes. my mouth, I with and, I and I believe. Amen.